From the EPR Creation Studio, this is Jason Staples bringing you the Unconquered Podcast. This time, it is the Florida Preview. This season is almost over, folks. It's amazing how quickly things go after what was a really, really long offseason. But here we are. As always, this podcast brought to you by EPR Creations, bringing you the best of internet marketing and website development for an affordable price by the Unconquered Shop, where you can get some pretty cool stickers, lots of other things. I've got a new sticker design coming here in the very near future. It's a riff off of the one that's been most popular so far. Also brought to you by Louis Marquez of Keller Williams Realty in Jacksonville, Florida. By Shenandoah Newsma of Shen Real Estate in the Research Triangle of North Carolina. And by Garage Makeovers, the number one garage remodeling company in South Florida. Okay, so let's get to let's get to this. I'm going to start talking about the Florida offense against the Florida State defense. And and this is an interesting matchup because Florida's offense actually does have some talent and some potential especially in the running game. Their offensive line is among the best if not the best Florida State has played this year. Uh you go through it and you watch these games, there's not a whole lot of leakage. They really do a good job of getting to getting that first level uh, handled and, and even getting to the second level in the running game. Uh, they've been, they've been solid. Uh, their right guard, actually Torrance is the number one rated right guard in the pro football focus uh, ratings for what that's worth. Uh, you always have to take those with a little bit of a grain of salt, but when you're number one, when you're, when you're rated at the 90 uh, in the 90 range on the offensive line, that means you've been really consistent. Even if, even if that, you know, there's a plus or minus, you know, five or six there, he's he's pretty good. And uh, they're good across the board. Their offensive line has been on the season a little better than Florida State's. And Florida State's offensive line has been pretty good when healthy this season. So uh, not a whole lot of weakness there. Both tackles uh, can handle their business. Uh, really, the weakest guy on that on that uh, on that line is is at the center position. And uh, that's something that I would try to to put Lovett, Cooper, those guys over the center a little bit more in this game and see if I could beat him up a little bit and try to get him back into Richardson's lap a little bit. Uh, Richardson's a guy that I think you want to compress the pocket against rather than trying to really uh, rush too much from the edge, that sort of thing. He's a guy you want to pen in uh, rather than letting him make make any plays with his legs. So uh, this is a game where you know, verse not verse being able to speed rush. That's great, but his ability to really uh, get up under pads and and compress the pocket. You're going to bull rush in more in this game. Uh, Briggs being a guy that can do some of that if you put him on the edge some here. Uh, I think that's that's some of the stuff that you do in this game to uh, to to cause some 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 more problems for Richardson. But when I watch them offensively, I mean, I, I keep coming away thinking, man, if they had receivers and a quarterback, they'd be pretty good. Because they can run the football, uh, they, they're they're good on the offensive line. They just they they really are. They've struggled with cons- for consistency at the quarterback position. He'll he'll make some unbelievable NFL throws, big time throws, and then you know just sail another one, put another one in the dirt, and then you know make a bad read. So uh, pretty inconsistent there from the quarterback position. And I think you want to you want to force them uh, as an offense to be consistent. That's that's the main thing. You want to force them to throw it and to be consistent in the passing game because uh, they, they, they'll drop balls and he doesn't throw the most catchable ball in the world either. And then uh, Richardson has made a number of mistakes 
on the season. So force them to to throw it against you by uh you know I don't think you need to load the box a ton but you just need to make sure that you are uh that you're coming downhill that you're triggering well against the run and uh and that you handle your business there. I think this is a game where playing a, a good amount of quarters uh you know they cover 7 which is the the base coverage for Florida State is exactly what you do. So I think in this game, if you're Florida State, there's not a whole lot that you that you bring in that's not outside your base. Uh, I think if you if you do bring other packages in, it's the sort of thing where you want to change up the uh, the look post snap to make Richardson have to think a little bit. Uh, you know, move into robber, change, you know, rotate to single safety, that sort of thing. But I don't think you have to blitz this team a bunch. Uh, I think. I think again, you play a strong base. You you try to neutralize their offensive line a little bit with your defensive line, and then just tackle them and force them to to beat you with with the uh, with the possession type passing game. Uh, I, I think they'll probably run it with with some success, though. I think they'll you know you're looking at somewhere around 150 rushing yards in this game. Most likely, they'll probably run for you know four plus yards a carry, which is something that not a lot of teams have done against Florida State in this game, and they will move the football some. Uh, just because of that. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think the main thing though, when you, when you look at their defense, if you look at the success that they've had in the games that they've won, you, you have to, the, the number one thing, if you're going to beat Florida is you have to prevent the big plays when they, when they get some plays over the top or when they're able to get some big plays in the running game, they've, they've won those games and they've, they've really looked different as an offense. If you can prevent them from, if you can prevent the, you know, 10, 12 yard play from becoming a 45, 50 yard play, their life gets so much harder because they just don't execute play in play out at the quarterback position with that kind of consistency. And I think that's the main thing. So, uh, you look at, uh, Richardson, Florida, they, they've played what three, three, three pass defenses in the, in the top, uh, top 30 in terms of uh of passer rating and such Richardson's completing less than 50 percent of his passes there so I think the main thing there is again force him to be consistent force him to to make tight window throws and don't let him don't don't let him off the hook by giving him easy reads where you know you're bringing a bunch of pressure and it's just a quick hot read and he can just get that out quickly don't let him off the hook by doing that. Don't let him off the hook by letting a guy just run run free deep where he just you know sets up and can let it loose. If you force him to, to make throws and hit windows, he, he's, he's going to struggle in general. So uh, I think that's the main thing on defense in this game. I think that's what Florida State's going to do. I mean, it's a similar thing to what they had to do against LSU. I think with L- LSU, you didn't think they were going to run it quite as well, but a similar type of running quarterback similar kind of inconsistency as a passer although Daniels I think is a better passer and then you know not quite as good as a as a running game and an offensive line there for from LSU but overall similar kind of approach I think you play more quarters in this one than you do cover two but again just make sure that you don't let them get freebies over the top make sure that you make tackles when guys do break break through and put them in a position where they have to to execute all the way down the field. And I think they're going to turn the ball over some, and I think they'll have some some hiccups in the passing game. So all all said, this this side of the ball, I think, does favor Florida State a little bit, even though Florida will score some points on you just because, again, they've got some talent in the running game. The other thing to think about here, by the way, is if you look at the uh, 
if you look at the depth chart, if you look at what's expected for this game, pretty much all of their receivers are hurt. And, you know, that that's a factor here. You you go down the down the injury report here and uh Pearsall, they're they're really I think they're who's been their best receiver on the year, their their slot receiver. He's questionable. I think he'll probably play. But then you've got Justin Shorter, their outside receiver, really their big matchup problem, six four guy. Uh, you remember prop, former top five recruit, uh, top five at the position recruit who went to Penn State and then transferred. Hasn't been great, but again, a big body that can cause you some trouble. He's out. And then uh, Keon Zipperer, who's one of their other top receivers, he's questionable as well with a with a lower body injury. I think it's an ankle. So yeah, that that is going to limit them even more in the passing game. So I think, again, you've got to be very good handling their, their running backs and uh and and making sure that ar is going to is going to uh is going to have to to throw the football to those wide receivers and execute down the field that's the main thing don't give them big plays i don't think you're afraid of of a whole lot of guys running by you in this one but essentially just don't give up big plays force them to execute and i think eventually they they make some mistakes there uh this is a game where playing Actually, a little bit of country drop man isn't always the the, the worst uh, the worst thing where uh, you're you're spot dropping a little bit because you you get some opportunities if if Richardson overthrows a ball sails a ball sometimes you're going to be able to get your hands on it because you'll have a safety there or something like that doing a little bit of that here is not the worst idea so uh, in any case this this will be an interesting one I think uh, uh, I think with Love it on the field with this current fairly healthy Florida State roster on defense, they match up pretty well against this Florida offense. Uh, I, I would expect somewhere around 20 points from the Florida offense, probably a turnover or two. And, uh, and you know, again, in the four four yards of carry range, but overall on the, uh, on the day, I would expect, you know, five and a half somewhere in their uh, yards per play. So uh, not, not too bad. But you're going to give up a few points again because they're 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 pretty talented overall. If you if you give up less than twenty against this team, I think you're feeling pretty good. Moving over to the other side of the football, this is where it re- gets really interesting because Florida's defense they've got some pieces. Uh, you you like some of what they what you see out there in terms of uh, of players. I mean, I like both of their edges, uh, Princely, and I'm just going to say Princely you because. Yeah, well, just not going to waste the time trying to pronounce that one right now. <laughs> but uh, 33, they're, the one edge, I think he's the best player on their team, uh, or at least on their defense, and, uh, and and can cause you some serious problems. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a very good pass rusher, capable of turning and running in coverage, about 250 pounds, really like him as a future NFL-type player. Good player overall. I mean, 6'4 and a half, you know, solid length. Uh, you'll take him on pretty much any team you've got. Like him a lot, and then uh, and then on the other side, fifty-two uh, Power Ryland, again six-three, two two forty-five type guy. Again, a guy that can give your tackles some trouble. So already you're you're conscious of you don't want to drop back a ton and just give those give go, those guys an opportunity to tee off against you. Uh, and you know they've got some players. You know, I like fifty-one Ventrell, their 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 linebacker. I think he's a pretty good player, but um, 
but yeah, I, I think there are also some weaknesses on this defense. Looking at, at what they've done against other teams, I think you can run the football on this team. Uh, the, the biggest problem that they have is that their defensive tackles are are not great. Uh, you know, I think I, I think Desmond Watson gets some press because he's 415 pounds. Uh, and for a play or two, he's a real load, but he can't really go more than about two plays without becoming a liability. And I've seen him out there so gassed that he basically doesn't move. And to me, if he's on the field, I'm trying to go back. Uh, I'm trying to go sideline to sideline, run stretch plays, run counter, run invert, these sorts of things to make him have to move to the edge and chase. And before too long, he he's neutralized. Uh, and I think at that point, you can start running some inside zone, those sorts of things, and push him around just because he he just starts to lose lose his uh, his air. Uh, and I think their defensive tackle backups are they're just a guy. I mean, they're, they're Jags and, uh, and, and that's once you start getting into their defensive line depth, I think you can, you can cause some problems for them. They're not all that big. Uh, and, and they just don't, they're not very disruptive on the interior. So I think as a game wears on, you can start to wear this team down up front and that's been FSU's MO. And I think that's what they're, they're ultimately going to go for here. Try to run the stretch, try to get towards the edge, try to get some invert type stuff. Uh, invert veer, you know, th- those sorts of things. Um, run some G, get some, try to get the edge, make those guys move and then let your, let your backs win in space. Uh, I think also Bernie, nah, number two, their, their uh, senior backer who's been around forever. He's a guy that at, you know, 230 pounds, he, he just, he moves to me more like an edge and just doesn't, he doesn't have some of the, the movement skills uh, to cover. He's a guy that I'm trying to hit on a, a, in some one-on-one situations with my backs. Make him cover. Make him prove to me that he can move laterally and and that he can uh, that he can cover the rail route up the sideline. Uh, I think there's some opportunities for Toa Feely for in particular coming out of the backfield on some of those rail routes uh, against those backers. And and if they can get the right formation, if they can get some things isolated up in terms of of Bernie and and and. Uh, and those backers, I, I think you're you're feeling pretty good. This is also a game where, uh, with those with, with some play action stuff up those seams where those backers are are in conflict. I think there's some opportunity some opportunities to make some plays there. You have to be careful because their, their their safeties will uh, will ball hawk if you don't put the ball on the uh, on the money. But with the way that Travis has has hit it in those in, in those zones on the year, I think you feel pretty good about that. Uh, but to me, this is a this is a defense that you get moving side to side, and then you just hit those vertical seams, and and uh, and I think you feel pretty good about that. In the secondary, their safeties are good, but I also i i'd want to see i'd want to see, uh, th- I'd wanna see uh, both zero and and also five when he's out there. So zero is Trey Dean, the third. Uh, five is Kamari Wilson. Those are guys that they're good safeties, but I want to see them in one-on-one coverage. I want to see what happens when I get them against a, guy, a little bit quicker guy and, and, and see if they can, if they can run with him. Because uh, I think both of those guys pretty good overall, but, but I want to test them in coverage. Uh, three is a guy, they're, they're, they're safe or they're corner. I want to make him come up and tackle 10, 15 times in this game. So again, this is a game where we're throwing it to the backs Given given the backs, the edge, those sorts of things, you 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 get some opportunities against some of those edge guys in that respect, and I think you uh, I think you probably feel pretty good about it. So uh, 
I also am not sure how fast three is in terms of that. I think I think you might be able to run by him. Uh, this is where Pokey Wilson has has had some success in big games, and I think this is an oppor- another opportunity for him to uh, potentially run by one of those corners in uh, in 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 a play action situation when the when the uh, when the situation's right. But all in all, I mean, I like the overall matchup here. I think Florida State should be able to run the football in this game for you know five plus yards per carry. And and basically that I think is the ball game. If they can't run the football in this game, then then things get really interesting. But I think they'll be able to run the ball. And once you start establishing that run there, uh, I mean Tennessee Vanderbilt uh, had had some. They they threw the football pretty well against them. Uh, I think this is a this is a game where once you start running it and they start to get aggressive. And this is this is something I probably should have led with, but they they blitz a lot. They they do get really aggressive, and you're going to have to to be ready for that. They're they're trying to load up to stop the run in those cases, and you've got to make sure that you are uh, prepared to hit those blitzes in the teeth. This is a this is a a good opportunity for some key screens uh, to hit those blitzes in the teeth. Some opportunities for some hot routes and things like that to to create some big plays. Uh, this is a game where I think also with Johnny Wilson getting him some one on one situations because again they do blitz a lot i mean they'll bring some zero blitzes and play straight man across when you've got a johnny wilson who can who can get those matchups those one-on-one situations against those corners i think you need to take advantage of that some back shoulder type stuff is 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 there in this game if, if travis can actually hit it uh those are the sorts of things that that are available against this defense because of how aggressive they get and again they're trying to do that because they they know that you're going to try to run the football on them. So they're going to bring, you know, six, seven guys at times. And these are really run blitzes as often as not. And, uh, and I think that's where you, you go after them with some screens, you go after them with some, uh, with, with, with some of those, you know, quick hot type stuff. You just have to anticipate when they're going to bring that. And then bam, all of a sudden you've got, you've got some big plays on you. So I think there's opportunities. And this is a game where, where Florida state should have, some opportunities for for some of those big plays, not necessarily always down the field, but big plays in terms of catch and run, screen stuff, some rail stuff to the running backs, where you you get the one on ones that you want, and as long as you're able to anticipate when those one on ones are coming, I think you've got some good opportunities here. So all all told, I think offensively, I'm I'm expecting somewhere around you know six point eight seven seven yards per carry in this game. And I think Florida State will have the opportunity to to, uh, to put up some points here. They're, they're going to be able to uh, to run the football in general. So much of this game then is going to boil down to whether or not they can finish drives. Uh, they've had a couple different phases this year where they, they struggled to finish drives in the red zone. Of late, they've been pretty good there. So, uh, you know, if they're able to finish drives and they're able to score touchdowns when they get down there, this this game could get ugly. And, and uh, you know, that could be that could be really interesting. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that ugly because I think again Florida's going to come in and this is this is rivalry week. This is Florida, Florida State, and you know I think they will be able to run the football a little bit and uh, and at least shorten the game a little bit. So all told, as we're as we get to the end of this preview here, I think I think we're looking at something like uh, thirty-eight to twenty uh, as my area, m- sort of my expectation in this game. Uh, I think. Again, Florida State around 6.87 yards per play. Florida around five and a half, maybe maybe just a touch under. Uh, and, you know, with a couple turnovers, I think I think FSU will get a, a couple turnovers in this game. And I think that 
ends up being a pretty significant difference. Without, let's say, two turnovers here, I think I think it winds up something like thirty-one to twenty as opposed to thirty-eight to twenty. But but again, I think FSU is going to be able to to pull away in the second half in this game, running the football and uh, and and as this Florida defense has to get into its depth a little bit on the defensive line and and try to uh, to to generate pressure with more blitzes, I think FSU is ultimately going to get some some big plays there and uh and cause some problems for for florida in terms of their uh ability to stop the run with that front so all told expecting a pretty sizable win i think fsu likely to wind up uh covering the spread here and you know that would make a lot of people very happy not only beating my not only just obliterating miami but covering the spread against uh, against Florida as well. Talk about getting yourself some margin in your, your third year if, and some uh, benefit of the doubt in your third year if you're Mike Norvell uh, going into that offseason, especially since they're with Brock Glenn uh, decommitting from flipping from uh, from Ohio State to Florida State and, and some of the other things that, that look like they may be coming down the pike. Uh, could be a pretty good offseason in terms of buzz and all of that for Florida State going into next year. That's for another time. We're going to go ahead and wrap there. As always, this has been the Unconquered Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Staples. Thanks for listening, and have a happy Thanksgiving. The Unconquered Podcast is brought to you by EPR Creations, Louis Marquez of Keller Williams Realty in Jacksonville, Florida, ShenRealEstate.com in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Garage Makeovers of Palm Beach and Broward County, and the Unconquered Podcast shop at unconqueredpodcast.com, which features stickers, magnets, and other seminal gear. Thanks also to those supporters over at Patreon, where I post video analysis and field questions for the podcast from supporters. I'm especially grateful to those above the dynasty level, that is Andrew Garrett, Brian Leininger, Jonathan Kennedy, Lee Caswell, Travis Smith, Tyler Kashishki, Vince Calandra, and Bert Bertoldi. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please leave a five-star rating over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, post us on social media, and tell a friend. This has been the Unconquered Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Staples. Thanks for listening. I made this.